Welcome back to 21 Steps, an audiobook podcast by M.A. Box. Chapter 18 After a restless night of sleep, Derek woke up early in the morning to get ready for the day. A correctional officer had walked by to let him know that he would have a visitor later that morning. Derek knew it was the psychologist and a knot came up into his throat. He wondered if they would think he was crazy. The time flew by and the psychologist was there before Derek felt prepared. He assumed that just like everything else in life, when you are excited about something, it takes forever, and when you are scared or nervous, time flies. The psychologist that Derek had been so nervous to meet wasn't scary at all. She was a small woman, probably 5'2". She was slender in build and had wild gray curly hair that looked like it had barely been combed, and she smiled when she saw him. She moved quickly across the room and stretched out her hand to Derek. "'Hello, Mr. Sterling. I am Carol. It is a pleasure to meet you,' she said with a grin." Derek felt a little overwhelmed by her beaming presence and could only force out a grunt in reply. Let's take a seat over here and get off of your feet. I just want to talk to you for a little while. I don't want you to be nervous or anxious, okay? She asked like it was a question, but Derek thought it felt more like a demand from the shiny person sitting across from him. Okay, he replied. I don't know a lot about you, but I have been briefed on the case. I am looking forward to getting to know you better. That is the most important part. So tell me about yourself. Whatever you want. There really isn't a lot to tell. I lived with my mom until I was about eight. When she died, I moved in with my dad. I met my wife, Leslie, in high school, and we had two children. I served time in Iraq, and I was recently working as an auto mechanic. Although that doesn't sound like a lot to you, I bet we can drag this thing out for hours. There really is a lot we can talk about there. First, let's start with your mother. Tell me about her. She sucked. She was a drug addict, although at the time I didn't really understand what that was. I realized sometime in high school that my mother had been an alcoholic and a heroin addict for my entire youth. It really explained why she was never there for me. I spent a lot of time alone and hungry. Where was your dad? He traveled a lot. He would usually come home one weekend of the month. That was a pretty good time. I spent time with him, ate well, and my mother put on a good show. Most of the time, he didn't spend a lot of time at the house. He went out. I think that is why he never really took inventory of the situation. You know, to help me. How is your relationship with him now? I guess it's okay. He has done the best he can and he has really been there for me through this situation, at least by taking care of my kids. Okay, so tell me how your mother died. She killed herself. She cut her wrists in the bathtub. Did you see that? Yes, I was the one that found her. What did you feel at the time? I guess I was scared at first. Then I was mad, but I felt relief later. I feel guilty for it now, but I hated her then. What did she do to make you hate her? I could never tell you everything, but she didn't feed me, she didn't spend time with me, she left me alone a lot, and she ruined all of my toys. What do you mean she ruined your toys? Derek told the psychologist how his mother used to cut up the toys in front of him and how she wouldn't let him have any of them. The psychologist showed signs of sadness in her eyes, and he thought maybe she hadn't heard that very often before. He had thought it was a normal situation at the time, but now he knew it wasn't. Carol couldn't help but think how difficult the maltreatment that Derek had gone through in his youth had been. She wondered how he hadn't been in jail before now and knew that he must be a very strong person. And what do you mean that she would leave you alone? Well, even when she was there, she was asleep on the couch. She would leave sometimes at night for hours, it would seem, and come back worse than when she left. Derek, that had to have been really tough. You are a very strong person, she paused, looking him in the eyes, but he moved his toward the floor to avoid eye contact. So tell me about the time you had living with your father. I guess it was a lot better. He quickly changed his job so he was home all the time. 
I was able to eat every night, and that was really nice. He got married again shortly after my mother passed away. We moved in with my stepmother and her daughter. She did a pretty good job, but it was obvious that my stepsister was far and above more important than me. What do you mean by that? Well, she was always the star of the show, the high school cheerleader with good grades, and she was really pretty. So she got everything she wanted. New clothes, an MP3 player, anything. If I asked for something, I had to wait and then save up my own money anyway. Kind of pissed me off. My stepmother has gotten a lot better since we both moved out, and I think she's actually a really good person, and I am thankful for her now. But I am sure she isn't very proud of me right now. Do you think she wasn't proud of you? No, I think she thought I was a waste of space in high school. She was always asking me why I didn't play basketball or wrestle, and then informed me every time that my grades came back that I was never going to make anything of myself. I guess she was right. That's not true, Derek. Tell me about your family. They are definitely something. Let's start with your boys. They are great, the most wonderful kids, and so smart. They definitely take after their mother. I know they will be strong, and they will make it through. I came forward for them. I need to be an example for my kids. Okay. Well, tell me about Leslie. Leslie was the light of my life. I met her in high school, and she really made me feel like I was somebody. Derek started to choke up thinking of his wife that he would never be able to see again. She was a great mother and a really strong person. Tell me what happened the night she died. Derek repeated the story that he had told the detective and the attorney. He told her that he had argued and something just came over him and he held her under the water. I wish I could take it back. I wished then that I could take it back, but it was already too late. Why do you think you did it, Derek? I don't know. Something just came over me and I couldn't stop myself. I think I have just seen too much that my mind doesn't function right anymore. Well, let's talk about that. Tell me about Iraq. I went to Iraq because I was called to go. Originally, I thought that it was going to be great. I was going to be able to fight for my country, to be brave and make people proud. It really isn't like that over there, though. You become very close to the people you are fighting with, like a family, and everyone you lose, you feel like you let them down. In combat, you know you have to follow through for your country, but afterward, you look at the situation and realize that you just took a life. Did you take a life over there, Derek? I don't think I can count how many. It was in the line of duty. I had to. It still haunts me. I know that isn't a masculine thing to say, but among me and the men I fought with, we all know that it is tough to be able to think straight afterward. Did you watch any of your friends die? Yes, I did. I still wake up in the middle of the night thinking if only I would have pulled them away, maybe they would still be here today. Has it impacted your life since then? Yes, I have horrible dreams and I wake up sweating sometimes. I feel like I am still there and I wish that I could have saved them. With all of these dreams comments, I'm going to assume that you don't sleep very well. Is that the case? I don't sleep well at all. I have gone in multiple times trying to get medication that will help, but I feel like I just get brushed off. What about any other medications? Have you tried anything else? Yes, I went in after I came home from Iraq. Although it took a long time, I have had a couple of different low-dose prescriptions, but they don't help. It is too hard to get back in and get help. It takes too long, and they just won't help me. What do you mean when you say they? Where have you been? The VA. It is the only place that my insurance will work, and Leslie and I don't have a lot of money, so I have only been there. What did they tell you at the VA? They told me I had post-traumatic stress disorder. They told me how crucial sleep was and that I really needed to talk with a psychologist. It doesn't really match with what they are doing for me, though. They won't give me good sleeping pills to help me sleep, and it takes over a month to meet with a psychologist, and all they ask me is, how does that make you feel? It pisses me off. Derek was starting to feel agitated. He hadn't thought about the frustration with the VA for so long, he didn't realize how much pent-up anger he really had. 
The psychologist seemed to recognize the frustration, so she changed gears. I know that has to be really frustrating for you. How was Leslie? Was she supportive? Yes, she was very supportive. She even told me to go to another doctor, but when I called, it would have been a lot of money for the visit alone, not to mention the uncovered prescriptions. We just couldn't afford it at the time. She was very supportive, though. I think she would have listened to me, but I didn't want to tell her what I had seen in Iraq, so I kept it to myself. Did any of this ever result in violence before? Did you ever hurt Leslie or your boys? No, never. I never hurt my boys, and this was the first time I had any issues with Leslie. I don't know what happened. I just couldn't stop. Did you know what you were doing, Derek, when you killed Leslie? I did. I don't think I really knew where it was going. But at the time, I was intentionally holding her under the water. I was just so mad. I didn't know how to control it. I think if it would have been anyone else, I probably would have done the same thing at the time. What do you mean by that? I wasn't trying to kill Leslie. I was just taking out my anger and frustration on her. She just happened to be the cause at the time. I just couldn't control it anymore. So if it would have been one of your sons, you think you would have hurt them? Derek paused for a moment in deep thought. The emotion was evident in his eyes as he said, I don't know. It is so hard to tell. I hope that I wouldn't have, but I don't know. I was... I was outside of myself. It didn't feel real. Did you know at the time there would be consequences for your actions, Derek? I wasn't thinking about it at the time. I guess I know that when you kill someone you suffer the consequences, but at the time I wasn't thinking about it. It just happened. Carol sat for a moment thinking about the situation. She knew that Derek suffered from severe post-traumatic stress disorder, not only from the time spent in Iraq, which he was diagnosed with, but also from the abuse he had suffered at the hands of his mother. She knew she couldn't ask his opinion if that caused him to kill his wife, but it was her assumption that it played a part and that it was what she was going to report. Is there anything else, Derek, that you need to tell me? Derek moved in his seat and Carol read that as a sign that he was hiding something. Derek wanted so much to go back in time and change things, but he knew that he couldn't, so he just replied with, No. Carol knew that she couldn't force him to speak even if she wanted him to. She ended the session thanking Derek for his time and telling him to call her if he needed anything. She drove home from the jail with thoughts running through her head. She knew that Derek's attorney was going to be very happy. If they couldn't convince Derek to plead not guilty, she thought that maybe they could get him off by reason of temporary insanity. The obvious signs of trauma in his life would lead to a very strong defense for a mental lapse of judgment. She hoped the attorney would agree. She liked Derek. There was still something really good about him. Carol called Derek's attorney Jason when she arrived home that night. She informed him of the option for him to plead not guilty by reason of insanity. She told him that due to the trauma suffered as a child and the trauma that he suffered in Iraq, that he had a very solid defense that could show he was really outside of himself, as Derek put it. Carol told him that as an expert giving testimony at trial, she would tell him that he had definitely been traumatized and that this action was not in sound mind or with sound judgment. She would also tell them that there was no mens rea, the guilty mind that shows intent, but that he merely was reacting to a situation that he felt was threatening, and based upon past experiences, Iraq and his mother, that was probably an appropriate response for his troubled mind. Jason was very excited about the outcome of the interview that Carol had with Derek. He thought maybe they could use this case to make a real mark on the world. Not only would he be challenging the soldier's time in Iraq and showing the permanent damage that it caused, but maybe he could use this case to help reform the processes at the VA to help get veterans better health care. He knew this was a big step, but with the psychologist on board, he thought that just maybe it would be possible. Tune in next time as we continue 21 Steps. 